Welcome back. Round two. We here. We in it. Who would have thought? Who would have thought we would not see the Lakers? Who would have thought Luka Doncic could stretch out the Clippers? Definitely not us. But we here. We in it. Round two. Juicy matchups. And let's talk about it. We got these uh, Nets out here working the buck so far. I mean, what you guys think? Is this all according to plan? I know it's all according to Brandon's plan. Yeah, so uh, we were talking off-pod before the series, and I was pretty adamant that Drew and Middleton would not be able to guard Kyrie and Harden. I've been saying this whole year that I don't really think the Bucks are going to quite have what it takes in the playoffs. I think they do have a good team put together for sure, but the Nets just have a super team, and... They don't even have Harden right now, and they just won by close to 50 points. So I'm not sure if you guys think this is just a fluke between these first two games or if you think this is actually representative of what these teams are, but the Nets have had their way the first two games, and I'm not sure if we're going to see it turn around. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly surprised at uh, Middleton's inefficiencies. Who would have thought, man? I mean, Middleton had a pretty good first round, and now he's just not, not doing it. I mean, and also, there's something about playoff KD. It's just another beast, man. So, so is he the best I mean, player in the league right now? Offensively, he's right the now, best player for I sure. I mean, Kawhi had an insane series, too. Luka, obviously. Yeah, Kawhi. Luka's up next, for sure. But, I mean, KD just put on a show, dude. He was guarded, like, every shot he took, and he just took the contested shots, like, over everybody that whole game against the Bucks. Like, yeah. he just can't be guarded, man. If you're shooting 66% from the three-point line against the best defense that we have that you can be thrown at you, you know, outside of Philly's perimeter guys, like, there's no help for anybody. Kevin Durant is a god amongst men right now, man. I, I don't know how a team are gonna how a team can game plan for him and then Kyrie and Harden at the same time. So, yeah, the, the Nets are definitely rolling right now. Yeah, I mean, there's only a couple of people that I can think of left in the playoffs that can – even put up a fight against KD right now, man. But either way, dude's balling. It's got it's got to be. I mean, if hopefully if the Sixers advance, we'll see what's good with over there. We'll talk about that in a bit. But Simmons is going to be the one that has to step up. But this is the healthiest he's been, and him being this healthy, I don't even. Kawhi might be the only one to stop this man on this planet right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, Ka- Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi was <clears throat> guarding Luca at the end of Game Seven, and like he did put up a fight but I mean that wasn't like he was guarding Luca much of that series but as we said last time and Luca had a great series so like to expect Kawhi just to shut down KD is I don't know if it's yeah. not gonna happen no it's, yeah. it's not nah, like nah, it's not gonna happen I, I want to see the best chance man I want to see Giannis yeah, he, actually yeah, get a shot chance. to do it though what are, what are we doing here with coach Bud man how is it not full 48 when KD's on the court Giannis is on the court and guess who's fucking guarding KD Giannis the guy who has I mean, the exact same body type literally as I mean, I think that's just a nuclear option that they didn't want to do yet. But I think at this point, it's you emergency have to. That's, time. That's a, yeah, it's it, break glass in case of emergency because I just don't think they want like to risk him getting in foul trouble. They don't want to have him exert more energy than he has to since he's supposed to be their best offensive player. But he had a rough game in game two. He only had scored eighteen points, you know, and that's just not not going to get it done if you're trying to be who he is you know he's trying to be one of the best players in the league against one the best team in the league and it just yeah he just did not get it done at all Middleton really struggled too like fool really struggled I mean man. Drew wasn't bad but 
I mean, th- this team just can't score. Drew is probably their best player, honestly. He's earned every penny, and he's earned that extension because he has been the only one who's not been scared. I mean, obviously, Giannis has shown up. He's done his thing, but I just feel like, yeah, Middleton has really not done enough. And if Giannis was really trying to be the leader, he would be telling Bud, like, I want the defensive assignments. I don't care what you I say. I mean, but Jan- offensively, Giannis scored. Uh, he shot 15 times this game. And Middleton scored or shot twenty times. So like, and Middleton is struggling. So like, I don't know if that's the best thing to do. You know, like in this. That's series, why this like, this team is just flawed because you really don't want Giannis shooting a lot. You know, if you could pick yeah. between the two of them, I think that is the shot diet that they want. Maybe Drew should be taking more than Middleton on a game like today. I think they just need someone that's better than Middleton. You know, it should be 15-15s all around. Honestly, yeah. On a night like tonight, if Middleton doesn't have it, he needs to be able to look at Drew and say, "Step up." Yeah, but that's also the thing is Drew's spending a lot of energy trying to guard Kyrie, getting switched on KD. He was he's guarding KD a lot, dude. Too like, and it's like yeah, yeah it's just I, impossible. You know, like that's wasted not- energy to me. KD has seen him so many times in the playoffs at this point. Like he's he's said Drew Holiday is one of the best guys to ever guard him, but like at the end of the day he has a foot on him. Like he probably doesn't mind being guarded by someone that much shorter than him. So I don't know why Bud is looking at that matchup and saying, We got what we want here. Like it's he's comrade Dyatlov in fucking Chernobyl, bro. Like the nuclear reactor is going off, shit is hitting the fan, and he's just like, We're good. There's no problems. <laughs> I think we're gonna win this one. Giannis it's like we still gotta play at home, you know. Yeah, we still, we still gotta play at home. Yeah, it's okay on the road. We can get swept on the road. Look at the Clippers, you know. It's all good. Yeah, man. It's 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 a weird strategy. He's done this three years in a row now, and I hate bashing coaches, but goddamn, I fucking bash coach Bud every chance I get because the team just underperforms. I, I wish they were better. I wish. They I mean, were I don't think we can understate the fact that Harden didn't play these first two games, and it wasn't that close too. either. Two either two games, you know, and like at this point, there's no reason for Harden to even come back until they lose a the game. But I mean, they just if Harden comes back, there's there's no way that Bucks could win, right? At this point, like unless Giannis just. takes over but i think we would all agree that for that brooklyn team james harden is the best player so yeah if they get him back dude what this is this is over i mean abel's abel's kd kd and then yeah no i get you i think i think harden allows like all three of them to play a little bit better whereas kd he's the best team player for sure yeah 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 so i guess harden just elevates their games a little bit more is i have better way he's just the best passer and just runs the team better you know like he's just so it's just why like they're all incredible they're all incredible so it really doesn't matter so so that's the thing it's that's the thing is like that's why they got Harden. where it's like you look at anthony davis and he gets hurt and like lebron is struggling by himself like he can't do by himself like yeah like KD and Kyrie like are solid, but if one of them gets hurt, who which both of them have had injury problems all year, like it's nice to have a guy like Harden, even though Harden happens to be the one that gets hurt this playoffs. But when you have three guys like this, it's overkill when they're all on the court. But having when one gets hurt and you have still two guys, it's like you still don't even miss a beat at this point. KD and Kyrie are still just cleaning up. Yeah, yeah, especially guys that are susceptible or even coming off injuries you know Harry yeah. didn't miss too much time but he's definitely had that issue in the past in playoff runs yep. you know not no cp3 but still i mean the fact that harden is there maybe is why katie was able to not rush coming back this whole season you know maybe he wanted to, he would have had to come back earlier but when harden and kyrie are just chugging along doing their thing like katie takes a whole another month off and now he's ready to go for the playoffs and now he's able to do yep. his thing so i think 
Like, it was a lot to get Harden, but I think, I mean, I think it was the right move just going all in at this point with all three yeah. of these guys in their primes. Oh, <laughs> you think? You think? I mean, I'm just saying people are talking about this Paul George trade, and it's people aren't no, exactly feeling the same way. So that's what I'm saying. I feel I, like. I mean, they still have to win the championship for sure. But I think as long as they win this championship, it was worth it, dude. This team is too good, dude. It seems about like they had this yeah. one in the bag. And even then, I think they have a few more years. They have a decent window. And Kyrie's only like 28, right? So I think he's like still got a decent amount of time, you know? So it's not like even as these other guys age, like they're done. Like No. I think these, yeah. yeah. Where I think Kawhi, if Kawhi leaves this, this playoff or after this, this season, dude, like the Clippers are going to be screwed for sure. I mean, that's just stating the obvious, but... Yeah, I don't... Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it, let's still be positive. They're still in the playoffs. They're still in the <laughs> yeah, hunt, bro. Just barely. Chill, just hanging on by a thread, They're still bro. alive. <laughs> but all the people that, you know, have seen previous super teams are saying, nah, there's no way they can make it, you know, or they're saying it's boom or bust this year as if they're not playing for a couple of years together and as if they're not going to get better. You know, it's not boom or bust. Yeah, I feel like people have talked a bit differently about the Nets, though. I don't know, like, if people have looked at them quite as a super team like they looked at the Warriors, but do you guys... I, it feels almost like a super team. That nah, they're, like, on the level. Dude, I was talking with Abel that they are just as bad as the Warriors because I just don't see how you can stop them. Not as sexy without this three-point shooting, but, I mean, they're like the ISO Warriors. Yeah. So with that, with the Warriors had three-point shooting and, like, fluid passing. They're yeah. Like... And having Draymond Green, I think, having that, like, fourth really good two-way player that could pass He's like gritty like, draymond yeah, yeah that, that's like a, if they if these guys had a fourth guy that really like if bruce brown was draymond green then yeah i think this team would be yeah that next level and yeah. I, the fact that Kyrie and james Harden don't play defense makes it a little bit like i mean if the lakers were fully healthy and they played in the finals like i think people would like people might take the nets but i think some people would take the lakers you know like i don't think it would have been a done deal so yeah big hypotheticals though that's what i'm just wondering like what kd and you know Harden's legacy is going to be a. Is this title going to, you know, is K is are people going to say this title means something for KD? People still don't even think he has a real ring yet, you know. Who are we to judge? But it's just, yeah. it's not the same. Rings are rings, man. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying with the the overall community, you know. It, it's not the same in that, like when your teams are as talented as we've seen in the last three years, like we just have to acknowledge that the teams that are winning the championships are getting like to be a higher quality than, than what they've been in the past where it took like more team building, I guess, from a GM perspective or getting lucky with like certain contracts. Like I feel like nowadays it's about getting the biggest guys on one team. Yeah. But it is the long game. I mean, how long were the nets trash? And now it finally came around, you know, it's playing the long game and being patient that you'll eventually get that free agent signing. You'll eventually, you know, get a trade done. For whatever reason, for whatever player. But the Nets have anything to do with that, or was that because they're just located in Brooklyn? You know, like does like can the Charlotte Hornets follow that same path? Can they hope to get two big free agents and then trade all their draft picks for a third? You know, that's why like it is. You know, it kind of sucks for you know the Oklahoma Cities who are they gotta just get every single draft pick they possibly can because there's just no way they're gonna do what Brooklyn can. And it's a little like. So it makes it easier when you're located in Brooklyn or LA when just everyone wants to play there and just doesn't have to do with you. But oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So there's a big difference. I guess I don't know. The Knicks, Knicks fans must be mad about that though. They don't get many people. In New York, <laughs> so I guess. They thought they were the super team. Yeah. They thought they were the super team, and they said psych. KD said psych. So let's get let's get it down to the wire. Joe, how many games we going full sweep? What what's good? I'm gonna say the Nets win in six. I think the Bucks somehow get two games. I mean, I I didn't think the Clippers could do it, so I'm not gonna do that mistake twice. I feel like the Bucks are they got Giannis, 
They just signed all these dudes. The Mavs are not the Nets. The Mavs are not the Nets. They're not. They're not. They're not. So, But I just feel like the Nets could get a little bit complacent at some point in this series since they are just more talented. So it's a possibility. But, yeah. Um, it's more on Giannis than anything. So, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Brandon, you going for the full sweep? Yeah, I'm going Nets in five. All right. I thought you were going full sweep. I'm going in five. I, I, really, I really wanted to go sweep, honestly. I just... I'm just being safe by just giving a little room for error. But I honestly want to lean sweep, man. That's based off what I've seen for the first two games. But like Joe saying, like it's bound to happen that the Nets just take a game off when they just are in cruise control at this point. But, yeah, what you got? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, I it's funny because until recent, I probably would have been on Joe's side. Kimmy with that game six. But I think – Milwaukee probably wins game three. Harden comes back, and then it's a wrap after that. Go for the two-game sweep after that. Yeah, it's a matter of how Harden comes back. And move on to the conference finals. Dude, if he comes back early, I yeah. think he that's a sweep, but I just don't think they need to. So they're going to have to. Have, nah, they should just wait until they lose the game, honestly. Dude, if he doesn't play this whole series, that's so disrespectful to the Bucs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, Coach uh, Bud is going to be on the streets if that I happens. Mean, probably still going to be on the streets, but... Yeah. <laughs> no. It's it's gonna be not many offers after that if that shit happens. <laughs> well, Alright, well let's hit these streets of LA then. We'll talk about some streets. You know, LA versus Jazz, next matchup up, sticking with that uh another big powerhouse, you know, that one seed in Utah. I know Joe, you were saying that you see Utah win in the series. No after what the Clippers just did to Luca? No, no, no. I mean I I like Gobert as a rim protector in the regular season, but in the postseason it is not the same story. He gets exposed a lot because teams know that if you just involve him heavy on the pick and roll with someone that can shoot threes, he cannot stay out there. And I see the three point shooting that the Clippers have being a matchup nightmare for what the Jazz like to do best. And I just think that the Clippers can take this one in six if they show up ready and don't fuck around like they did against the Mavs because Mike Conley's a little bit hurt, and if Mike Conley isn't as healthy as they need him to be, I just don't think this Jazz team is good, as good as they, they were in the regular season. Yeah, man, I mean, Mike Conley was probably the best player right, in that last series. Just going to throw that out there. I mean, even though undefeated with Mitchell there. But, damn, all of a sudden you're high on the Clippers. Dude, what What's do you going mean? on, man? I, I mean, Kawhi's my guy. I I've always been a Kawhi fan. I just... I, I don't think that the Jazz have enough in terms of the playoffs. You know, that when have we seen the Jazz been successful in the playoffs? They they win in the first round. They don't win in the second round. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm with you. I'm You know I'm all in on the Clippers yeah. for a minute. and But I honestly think this thing is stretched out to seven. That bench, man, it's going to catch up to the Clippers. And that's why it – I don't know. We'll see what happens next round if they do advance. But – there's some deep benches out there, especially in the West, and I, I just don't feel comfortable with Reggie Jackson, Morris, you know, Zubac, Ibaka being healthy. Like I just I don't feel comfortable with any of that. Like I don't want to bank my future on Reggie Jackson popping four threes, five threes, and then Kawhi Leonard going God mode for a couple of months. That's it's a tall task, but but I don't know. I think they do pull it out against the Jazz. Brandon, what about you, man? You finally you go in the Jazz? Come on, we can't go full no, sweep right no, now. No, no, I can't do that, dude. No, I don't know what you're expecting from the Jazz side of things. Like, are you just expecting Jordan Clarkson to average 25 a game or what? Because, I mean, I just think, like, 
they have no one to stop to stop uh, Kawhi at this point. Like who who's who are you guarding Kawhi with from the Jazz? Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal, bro. Joe Ingles. That's about it. Yeah, I mean Royce could probably put up a fight. I don't know. Bogdanovich, dude. Bogdanovich, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So Kawhi's gonna have a pretty similar series that he just had. Paul George, I think, is gonna be cooking too. I mean, it's up to Donovan if he could do what he can do. Like Joe said, Conley's hurt, but it's a matter of Rudy Gobert could really be an impact and how much of an impact he could be. I feel like the they the Clippers went pretty small that last game where in game seven where they barely even they played Zubots and like Marcus Morris is mm-hmm. basically playing like the five like the whole game. So like I feel like that might kind of throw a wrench into the Jazz the and Jazz like Rudy do. Gobert's whole defense. Yeah. So like, and I don't really see them really adjusting just because of how big of a part of the team like Gobert is. So it's like they're just gonna like win or die <laughs> like with Gobert on the court. And like I don't know if it's really gonna work out. So I just feel like I yeah I lean Clippers in six right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes seven if like I said Donovan and everyone just goes off. But yeah. Definitely think the Clippers have the advantage here. Yeah, I mean, it really does come down to Mike Conley's health, though, man. Dude was straight balling, and he's honestly the one that could dictate and attack them because realistically it'll probably be Reggie Jackson on him. I mean, I am excited, like you were talking about, the pick and roll. We'll see if uh, they work the Paul George Kawhi pick and roll, get Gobert on the open, maybe fan him out or fan him out and then go back to a cut after fanning him out. I don't know. Let's If they exploit that and go a little bit smaller... I mean, they might lose out on some rebounding, but it might be worth it because Gobert's going to be gassed in the fourth quarter, gassed in later in the series. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah, he'd really have to step up, like Brandon said, and do some shit that we haven't seen yet because if Kawhi can guard him or Marcus Morris can guard him on defense, then they're going to be able to score against him on offense. Yeah, Kawhi's also balling out. I, saw, I thought I saw that he was, like, second-best efficient field goal percentage. Well, averaging over thirty points in a game in a series, I mean, yeah, that's no, some don't. crazy so, stuff, it, they, man. So they, his stats were compared to Shaq, where they're the only people to score over thirty points on sixty percent shooting, and Shaq's like feet from the basket average distance was five feet, while Kawhi's average from the basket distance was thirteen feet, and like they basically put up the same numbers. So like, that just yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to be that efficient when you're just shooting jump shots the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So he's ready, man. He's ready. Quick prop bet. Quick prop bet. Over under one and a half posters. Kawhi over Gobert. <laughs> Straight balls to the face. Over nah, under. I'm gonna say good. none. Dude. I, don't, I don't think he's as Zero. reckless as John Morant, bro. Yeah, That's I think Kawhi saves the bounces. I'll take the maybe under. one. He gets one. He gets oh, one man. as like a, a statement dunk. But I think <laughs> yeah. he. I don't think yeah. he uses too many. I, that's why I had to go with the one and a half. I was like, man, I feel like he could get the one. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I don't think he's want. He doesn't want to be too showboaty, too early. Dude, it's not even showboaty. Yeah, it's not the finals yet. It's not even showboaty, man. Dude now just gets the Lakers up. Are out, bro. They might want to show that they run LA, dude. Cause see Paul yeah, George man. trying. Paul George definitely gonna dude. try for sure a couple times again, dude. I mean, Joe Ingles stole his lunch money back in the day when he was on the Thunder. The Thunder lost to oh, the Jazz. Oh, I do remember that. And Joe Ingles was talking mad shit to him. So this is some redemption for him, man. If if they want to yeah. show up ready, they they can. They can cross some stuff off of their bucket list. 
Dude, what's worse is he was talking mad smack in that Australian accent, dude. I mean, dude, dude. nothing worse than being told, like, you got your fucking shrimp on the bobby. I don't know. It just it just doesn't sound right. It just, <laughs> there's not, it's, you're not going to feel great after getting waxed by somebody saying that to you. So, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but honestly, I mean, Kawhi doesn't even try on posters. He just goes to the rim and he's like, oh, wow, I ran into something. Yeah. Bad. Oh, there was humans there. I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well. Should we keep going with the West? I say we switch it up with the East. How about these Hawks, man? You know, talk about flying high. Trey Young, dude. Trey Young. Had him high on my rankings for a reason, man. I know he's oh. he's not he's not fun. He's not like someone that I'm like, I can't wait to hear Trey talk after this game, but the stuff he does on the basketball court, dude, he's he's a top five offensive guy, top ten offensive guy for being able to pass, shoot, runners. He can do everything. Yeah, man. I mean, they got to start. I mean, I was telling off air earlier that Bogdanovich has been the key because early in the earlier in the season, the regular season, when Bogdanovich was out, it was pretty much a stop Trey Young, and you were stopping the whole Hawks. I mean, losses. Yep. He was shooting like thirty percent, and they were getting worked. Now they can't do that because Bogdanovich can get to the rim. Bogdanovich can shoot, create his own shot. You know, you got you got shooters all around him. John Collins playing hard. Clint Capella is looking like a straight defensive player of the year snub at this point, just with what he does defensively on the rebounds and stopping, not stopping Embiid, but, you know, at least containing him as much as he can. He just affects shots. And guess what? That's going to, with Embiid's meniscus, that could catch up to him, man, just banging down low with Capella. Don't say that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm hoping not, man, but. And that's just that's just real life, man. Right. But yeah, I mean the Hawks are looking legit, man. But yeah, on the other side of the ball, Embiid looks relatively healthy. You know, surprising, bad. surprising, dude. I would have not known that he had a meniscus meniscus tear after the performance that he put on in that game. He, him and South Korea were the only two guys that weren't scared, in my opinion. Yeah, I was really surprised how well he played. I was like, when you find out that he's gonna play, it doesn't sound too great. But because I mean, meniscus meniscus tear is like. A three week, three to four week minimum injury, like usually, if not like month long, if you're really trying to make sure that it's healed. So, like, for him to just come back, like, game one, like, was kind of a shock. And the fact that he came back and they lost, I think, was even more of a shock. Like, like I, I think, like, the Hawks, I mean, I think we're all going to probably take the Sixers, but I think the Hawks have shown that they, you know, might are they're gonna put up a fight for sure this series? Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, yeah, straight up. The Sixers bench is what has to step step up, and that's gonna be the difference. Because you know the bench didn't play well in Game One. You know, minus seventeen for George Hill. I mean, George Hill was key. He looked in that lost. Last series. He looked lost. Yeah, and there. he looked lost. And he's he's there for the veteran presence. He's there to slow down the game for everyone else. You know, kind of get Tyrese Maxey on the other end, speed it up. And that's another guy that has to put it together. Dwight Howard, he's uh, he's looked really good this season, especially with him beat out for a large amount of time. He's someone that has to get it going too because besides Capella, I mean, they're a little susceptible on the front court in terms of offensive and defensive rebounding. You know, there's a little bit more of a guard-heavy or guard-esque because, you know, Gallo's like in between. But it's a guard-esque team in the Atlanta Hawks so that's where you should be winning is that front court yeah I, I just think they also need Tobias Harris to step up too like he, him and Middleton are kind of unfortunately the guys that we are talking about every postseason where they're they're great in the regular season and then the playoffs come around and they turn into like 
40% from the field shooters and like subpar three-point shooters and like it they just don't have the same offense that they do in the regular season and for Philly they need his offense so look for Tobias Harris to come out ready to go in game two yeah and Tobias has been better than way better than Middleton this so far this second round dude the thing is the, the Sixers just have to step up their defense like like the Hawks we've, yeah we've like we've said that the Hawks are a good offense this whole year but like no one has taken them serious against like you know, as a playoff contender, but like, especially against the Sixers team, who we think is one of the best defensive teams in the league. But like, you look at this game one, like Harris scored 20 points and B scored 39 and Simmons gave you 17 plus 10 assists. Like but, everyone but gave you what though, you expect and kind of hope. That's why it's the role players. Harris needs to do more than 20 though. I think Harris needs to do more than 20. So so Harris went eight for 13 though. So I mean, I guess maybe you want him to just that's shoot fine, more. Maybe but that comes from Doc. I want, him, but I want more, more plays from him because Ben Simmons is not giving me 20. So I need like 25 or 30 from Tobias Simmons Harris. went seven like, for seven. Harris went eight for thirteen, and Bede went twelve for twenty-one. Like no one really lost in the game. It just they just but a lot of this, stops. They put up one hundred twenty-four points. That's what I'm saying. The bench. A lot of this wasn't garbage time. They went I don't on that know if it was garbage, garbage time. time. Did, did you they not watch that, run, that game? It was. They went on the okay, but it was like time. it was close. They yeah. they got dangerously close to winning that game. They made it close because they like like just went with a trapping scheme. I don't know. I felt like it was like the Hawks were trying to give the game away. It's not like like Philly won that like almost won that game. Like the Hawks just completely. I mean, they fucked up. They're the best defensive team in the league, so it's not like fair. Su- fair. Surpri- and when you got Simmons, you know, like I, I, it's not surprising a team like them against a young team like the Hawks like that catastrophic almost catastrophic collapse almost happened you know like true I, w- I wouldn't expect that to happen but at the same time like i don't think it was a fluke you know like i do think their defense and against like i said the, the young the young hawks team if a veteran team doesn't let you know eight trapping slip, o- slip away full court pressing per- from from traps and stuff. Yeah. yeah like straight, straight up full court shit. pressing was straight, like they had college stuff dude it was like it was high school madness. stuff dude it was like they had them in the corners and they were using the out of bounds as like the third man like it was it was awful like Taking care yeah. of the ball for Atlanta. and they literally got like a five second call, yeah. dude, and then yeah. thrown in there, dude. It was literally yeah, the yeah. absolute everything that like could have went wrong went wrong, dude. Like yeah, complete meltdown. So I, I, mean, I almost the, the Hawks were in control though. So you're right. A lot of that points, those points oh, were for at sure, the end. for sure. I'm just saying when you look at it offensively, like it's not like anyone necessarily had a bad offensive game. I think they just need to stop the Hawks more. You know, like the Hawks yeah. are just a good yeah. offense. It's true. Know, like, like Trey dropped thirty five, Collins and both and Bogdan both dropped twenty one. So I mean, those guys you just have to. I mean Trey's gonna get his, but you just have to make sure Bogdan and Collins and all these other guys just don't beat you like that. Which should should be easier going forward. This could have just been an outlier game for the Hawks where everyone was clicking. But that's what I'm saying about the bench. I mean the bench outscored Hawks bench outscored Philly bench in game one pretty heavily, and. Like you said, the the main core actually didn't play bad, hasn't played bad this series. So, but overall, I mean, that's why I'm not worried about it because the bunch I think is going to get it together. The core is playing well. Simmons, Simmons' free throws has to get better. Seven for seven Man, from like, the field, but three for ten from free throw. And like, yeah, he's just and it, it's almost it like is it time to switch hands? Yeah, dude, we've been, been <laughs> no, I'm saying it, yeah, for sure, switch hands. But is it time to stop talking about the three points? And just start just talking throws, only like about the free throws. throws. Yeah, baby yeah. throws, bro. Yeah, it should dude, just be like, the free throw conversation. Yeah, like, I, I personally, I'm good on this podcast to never talk about a three-point 
until dude, it's like I, the percentage yeah, over like 80, 80%. So, aka, never. It's never going to happen. Dude, if you can even get close to like anymore. 70% free throw percent shooting, that'd be like a miracle. Yeah. Even as, as, as half court offense is just like, I was watching Kevin Herter like wall up and defend him on like multiple possessions. And that just should not be the case, dude. He is so much more athletic and bigger than a Kevin Herter. Like Kevin Herter, six eight, but he's not as strong as Ben Simmons, and he was locking him down. I don't, I don't get it. He doesn't know what to do. Dude, they're, they're, yeah. In the regular season, there, there, there was a play when Simmons was trying to go up against Duncan Robinson, and Duncan Robinson held his own, held his ground, and Simmons had to. He passed out and got the ball back to reset. Go against, go again against uh, Duncan Robinson, and still could not make any ground at all so that's why like simmons i think just, i remember that actually like <laughs> i, I don't know that like, series he just for a 610 guy you would think he'd be a little stronger and have a better post-up game than he is but like i mean he's fast he's good in transition and he's a good passer but yeah it's just as scoring wise like so much to be desired it's, it's he's got no moves he's really got no post moves man he literally is just like i'm just used to being bigger than most people and I, i'll slowly back down and when he's not able to back down, then he's like, all right, shit, I don't know what to go from here. I guess I'll look for a pass. And sometimes the, the pass isn't is, open. He should be able to know? back down guys that are like, that he that he should be able to back down. Like Kevin Herter and Duncan are guys yeah. that oh, are for like, sure, he yeah. should be able to get into some kind of good position to put up a shot. But like, he literally Of can't. course, but you, it's your moves though. It's your moves that help you get those positions, right. you know? Because then they have, to, they have to worry about the spin move. They have to worry about the half spin fake you know, they have to worry about the step through. They got to worry about the pump fake. He's got none of those moves. So all they have to worry about is like, I'm yeah. just going to stand here, be fuck, be fucking anchored until like he does something like a head stupid. fake. He's got like and a head fake. He does. That's about it. He's yeah. got a head fake yeah, and he's got exactly. a spin, but it's like not even like a Siakam spin. It's just like, yeah. And just like not much touch. It doesn't have much touch around the rim either. And he doesn't have the best touch. Quick campaigning for Joe's point that Tobias Harris is the key in this. I mean, I I just think... He should be taking more of those shots, and then Simmons should be moving more off-ball, getting nice screens for dunks, or even creating screens, you know, making screens for players, like, around, around the ball, other players. That's what he should be doing, but... I mean, especially as much as Tobias Harris is getting paid. Like, let's be real. Tobias Harris is a max player, and 20 points a game in the playoffs is not what a max player should be doing, man. That's Paul George's. I mean, you don't want to be compared to Paul George in a negative way right there. So, like, you got to do better than that, dude. I need 25. I need 25. I need 30. And I like Tobias Harris, too. I've liked him on every team he's been on. So, I want him to step up. I want people to stop talking shit and saying he can't do it. In but the he's post. sort of an afterthought when it comes to the Sixers, though, you know? Like, I he don't is. think of the Sixers as, like, a big three, you know? Even though he I might know. even like like he probably is as impactful on the team as Simmons because he is a, the scorer. In the regular season, does everything else, but like the regular yeah, season like, for sure, he's a great scorer, mid range three. He's even solid on defense. He's not a great defender, but he gets the job done. But in the postseason, well, him and him and Simmons, him and Simmons are essentially like the two punch. You know, you got Tobias's offense, Simmons's defense, and yep. that's your number two right there. Yep. Yeah. Which is that's why it's like it's hard to consider them either of them to be a two or three punch when they're essentially two a and two b yeah and not in like the good two a and two b where they're both so like skilled match that you can't pick between when it's more of like you gotta it's like a yin and a yang you know you gotta put them together <laughs> to create something holy or something good are you talking about the potential of putting james harden and b together that would have been pretty <laughs> amazing twosome yeah bro. <laughs> they oh, missed out man. on that Philly would unleash yeah, hell if that happened, bro. But let's Dude, we'll see. There's an alternate universe where where Embiid gets Harden on the team, 
And we're right now we're talking about how crazy the Sixers look and how unstoppable they look. But instead, we're talking about Brooklyn looking like that. The Death Star. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Who you guys got, though? Are you guys you guys scared of Trey Young shushing you guys? I'm not scared, or... dude. I'm I'm gonna go for it. I'm taking I'm taking the Hawks in seven, dude. I think the Hawks no. win this. Yeah, dude. I think the Hawks no. win this. I think the Embiid injury is concerning to me. I feel like Embiid's not gonna stay healthy. Well, you just said you weren't gonna do what you did about to the Clippers last round again this round. That's... But the Clippers didn't have Kawhi Leonard with like a torn meniscus and then play through it and then at the end of the game like Dude, start he moving slow. Thirty nine points, man. He looked fine. It's a know? slight tear, bro. He it's looked he tear, looked dude. fine, but at the end of the game, like something happened and he was grabbing his knee and he looked like he was moving slower in the fourth quarter. So he was not a part of like that big comeback. Like it was pretty much everybody else. Like he was the back line of defense on the trap. Not, he was he, not. There making was shit one happen. specific shot that he put up a, a pretty big shot. The guy down to like three. I remember. Sure, he's a great player and he's still going to be able to get the job done but i just feel like this is it's not a good sign to have that report come out and then obviously it was awesome to see him play like that i just i don't know if it's sustainable so i'm it's fucked up but i'm betting on it not being like manageable throughout this seven game series wow dr larusso says the meniscus tears worrisome just a little bit i don't like i don't like his prognosis i think that's more of just trying to make sure his Trey Young take is on point, honestly. Don't Dude, just going I just all in on the Trey Young take. <laughs> Bogdan Bogdanovich has my heart, and Trey Young is <laughs> no, also dude, Bogdan just like... turned into Clay Thompson this playoffs for some reason. So yeah, yeah, he's he's been on fire. <laughs> he's awesome. He has no fear. He takes any big shot that comes his way, and he's also like playing defense, like he guarded Derrick Rose in that Knicks series. Like I, I just yeah. like the guy. I think him and Trey can actually do something. Yeah, I've been saying it for a while. Like I like his defense. It's it's weird because like. You look at the box score and you're like, wow, he's not—he's like a minus defender, like barely, but still a minus defender. And then you see him play, you're like, he's got some size, he's quick. Like I don't hate Scrappy. his defense. So he's physical. Yeah. He's a European guy. He's not gonna be like I don't know, just trying to avoid contact. He wants to make it. Yeah, story of two worlds. I mean, I don't know, man. I maybe I'm deep in this uh, Sixers propaganda, Sixers Twitter propaganda, but they're saying that uh, it's a slight meniscus tear and it's not as worrisome. Okay. Because it's very slight. Right. You know, even regular people might have a slight meniscus tear and they don't even notice. Right. Then again, regular people aren't 250 plus, seven foot, Joel Embiid. Post technicians, amazing rim protectors. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I feel like that just tell that just tells me that it actually is serious because like when you look at like the two injuries that the Lakers had, right? You look at Anthony Davis's injury and they're like, dude, it's don't even trip. The Anthony Davis injury is fine. Don't even worry about it. He's gonna play, and he just can't play. But LeBron's injury the whole time, dude. His ankle is just. He, I don't know if he's going to go, man. He's just toughing it out. He's just toughing out, which tells me that it wasn't that serious. They, they like to be reversed with the whole playing the media. So if they're trying to tell you that it's not the big of a deal, I feel like that's them trying to calm you and not trying right. to scare everyone by saying that it's actually probably serious, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, if you're Embiid, you got to talk this injury up, dude. If you just lost out on MVP to Jokic, you got to be like, man, dude, this meniscus, like, I should be out eight months, but I'm still doing it, dude, still fighting, you know, like. They're doing the opposite. They got to talk it up more. Yeah. It will be some warrior shit if we find out that it is bad and they still win. And I, I would be fine with being wrong, you know, because I, I like Embiid. I like Simmons. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I think it's just like a bunch of doctors from Philly 
bunch of Charlie Days just going out on Twitter and being like, dude, it's fine, man. He's going to be good. We're going to yeah. win the series. Sixers yeah. in two. Like, let's go. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, I still like the Sixers, man. I say they run into seven, though. And I say the Sixers take it in seven. Hit that conference finals against KD. I think that's the dream matchup that I w- we all wanted to be. And who you got, Brandon? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Sixers and six. I want to go seven, but I honestly think they're going to be able to pull this together. But I was thinking about six. I mean, I don't feel good about team. it. I don't feel good about it, honestly. They got the better team. Like, it could easily go seven. And, like, I mean, like you're saying, it's a wild take, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks were able to sneak it out, man. Like, they're, they're not a bad team put together with Nate McMillan. The thing is, he is a curse, though. He can't get out of the first round. <laughs> Which he did, but like he, he did. came out the first the round. Like, broke, I don't know if he can get out the second broken. round though. So like, we'll it's see. Summer of eight. It's McMillan time. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I got Sixers and six. Yeah, I mean the Hawks are a good home team, man. So that's why I think it ends seven because I don't see the Hawks losing see on the home team. See you in the A. I see uh, you in the A. On the elimination game, man. Yo, the ATL gets dirty down there, man. Quavo's out there. One second, straight flying a, t- a towel. Two seconds later in Miami at the. Logan Paul Mayweather fight. Like, that's that ju- good juju you need around, man. That's what they got down there. Did you see the Kendrick Perkins Quavo beef, dude? No, man. What's good with that? <laughs> Sounds wild. Quavo is a lyric. The uh, get no playing time. Kendrick Perkins and then oh, Kendrick God. Perkins tweeted out <laughs> like, "Man, Quavo still got those trash ass lyrics, I guess, huh, man." <laughs> So, yeah. I guess they go out of one v one, dude. Did he tweet out that link of his highlights of fucking rebounds and missed shots and all that shit, dude? He should have. You can't see what he did on the box score, bro. He was yeah. the intangibles, bro. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know. I was watching film. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's plus freedom. minus. Yeah, it's plus, plus minus. minus. PR. Analytics love Come it, Come on, man! Wow, dude. Wow, dude. Value over replacement. Wild. So Kendrick Perkins. I mean, they won the one. They won championships in Boston, and Kendrick Perkins was there. So I'm just gonna say that, you know, if he that's was not there. enough evidence, he was there. Yeah. So was so Scalabrini. Uh, so like, is there a correlation? Yeah, Who's ex- to say? Exactly. We don't know, but exactly, he was there. Yeah, exactly. And one of them's the goat. So you figure out which <laughs> yeah. one, All right, Audience, all right, <laughs> yeah, little poll. We'll hit you with that later. We'll hit you with that later. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that. That's a wrap. We got our predictions for this second round. We'll probably catch y'all. Once we get these Eastern or in Western Conference Finals, and we got a good, uh, good little wrap up heading into the finals, man. Either way, playoffs are cooking. I'm smiling. I'm having a good time. I can tell you guys are too. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Later. Peace.